Welcome to Answers to Life's Challenging Questions, helping to open your eyes to the many solutions to life's everyday challenges. We spend so much time looking for support and guidance on how to resolve the issues we face, it can be easy to get lost and overwhelmed. Join in as we provide practical and professional advice to help guide you towards overcoming your barriers and finding the hope that will reignite your passion and help you live a happy and healthy life. Now please welcome your hosts, Dr. Pamela Jordan and Dr. Craig Dossman. Welcome to Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. Hello, I'm Pamela Jordan. And I'm Dr. Craig Arthur Dossman. And today we're going to be going through several questions that you guys have submitted through our inbox on Facebook or Instagram or even the phone line. Uh, So thank you so much for calling in and um, DMing us and sending us some of your questions. And so today's episode, we'll be dealing with some of the specific questions that our listeners have been requesting and asking us. And we'll just kind of go one by one through your questions and provide some answers. So today we'll just go through questions that you guys are asking and we'll provide some sound answers that we utilize for our personal lives. Um, and hopefully they'll be helpful to you. And, and Dr. Jordan, we also want to continue to encourage our listening audience to uh, turn in questions as they might listen to what we're going to present today. And then over the next several podcasts, they might even think of some other questions that might come into mind. So we want everyone to just feel comfortable about asking a question. There's no stupid or silly questions. If we don't know the answers, we'll find them out. We're excited to go through these questions. Yes, yes, you're right. Uh, Thank you so much, Dr. Dossman. Uh, So we're going to go to our producer, David, and he's going to start with the first question. All right, thank you. Um, So our first question is asked, can you talk about other ways to diversify my portfolio, forms or investments, like life insurance or annuities? Or what about cryptocurrency? Bitcoin is at 32K right now. Well, you know, there's an old saying that I'm sure you've heard again and again, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And I think from a practical sense is that when someone speaks about di- diversifying their they're talking about, you know, what can I do to have different streams of income or different ways that I could possibly invest? And so I, I think I, I think what will happen uh, at this time is that Dr. Jordan is going to share her own practical perspective. I'm going to share my practical perspectives. I want you to know just right out front that I am not a financial expert. I'm just I'm just sharing with you what I've learned uh, through life and through uh, interacting with very wise people. I've, I've done some reading. I've, I've looked at uh, some uh, financial experts, but this is what works for me. And I think that's what is basically practical for us today to simply share with you what we are doing and, and what what works for us. First of all, I want to just say from my own experience that it's important having different streams of income. And one thing that I would also say is all is that to make sure you are involved in different types of investments, such as you have like mutual funds, you have stocks and bonds, you have savings account, 
different savings program. Uh, there's, there's saving programs at your place of employment. And what I would basically encourage is um, first, uh, talk, talk to some experts. Get, get with uh, either your place of employment, if there's individuals who are contracted with them, you know, get on the phone, invite them to where where you're working, but get information and uh, share with them. And I think what I'm going to do is turn it over to Dr. Jordan to see what what she uh, has found uh, through her own personal experience about, you know, about the first step. And that's what I would say. My first step would be, you know, I agree with diversifying, but I also agree with getting information from different sources, from different people in terms of investment. How, how do you do it, Dr. Jordan? You're, you're correct. You're absolutely correct. Um, so for me, in my personal life, I have, as Dr. Dossman stated, uh, spoken to some very wise financial planners. And so that's the very first step I would recommend for you is to find you a really sound financial planner who can help you uh, begin to look at what your expenses are, what your income is, what your budget is. Uh, you want to look at your budget and based on your budget would determine whether or not you have money to, to begin investing and begin saving and putting aside. I want to encourage all of you to set up a savings account to make sure that you're saving every single month. That's something that I do. Every month I put aside a certain amount. They always say you want to have at least three to six months worth of income saved so that in the event that, you know, there is another pandemic or, you know, some devastating thing that happens in your life, that you're prepared with the savings that set aside. Now, regarding diversifying your portfolio, you want to get your financial planner. You want to look at um, not only mutual funds, um, because I think right now the interest on mutual funds is not very good, but you want to either through your bank or through your personal research, begin investing and buying stocks in companies that you feel very passionate about. For myself, I have, you know, stocks in companies that I tend to like, you know, I feel like companies that are doing very well in the market, you know, Nike, um, a lot of the um, athleisure wear companies, also, some of the children, uh, if you have children or grandchildren, you know that some of the companies that are very longevity, like Mattel and things like that. And as Dr. Dossman said, we're not experts. We're not trying to give you advice in what stocks to invest in. But just make sure that within your portfolio, you have a few stocks. And it's up to you to decide what stocks you choose to buy. For me, you know, I have a few stocks that I'm invested in. Um, you also want to consider real estate investing. As you look into real estate investing, whether you're buying your own home or you're going together with a group to purchase rental properties on the side, make sure that you consider doing that as well. You mentioned Bitcoin, and it's interesting because you said Bitcoin was at 32,000. Well, today, Bitcoin is actually close to 60,000. So had you invested in Bitcoin when you wrote your question, you would have doubled your money. 
So, you know, you really want to look at um, some of the cryptocurrencies out there. I have a cryptocurrency wallet. Um, There's several of them out there, you know, whichever one you choose to download or to get involved in that, like I said, there's, there's Exodus, there's Coinbase, there's Tron, there's several of them out there. And so just select and invest in those cryptocurrencies. What I did was through Coinbase, they have videos that you can watch and you can begin watching those videos and researching which companies you can invest in. Even on Coinbase, they give you the opportunity to watch video and earn points and cryptocurrency in a particular currency. They they give you the opportunity to even invest in those coins without using your own money. So they give you points to actually use their points to invest in those money by downloading those videos and watching them. Definitely, I would encourage you to look at cryptocurrency. It's definitely the wave of the future. I'm sure you've seen some cryptocurrency teller machines. I saw one the other day at a gas station. So it's definitely the wave of the future. Um, doing my research, I found out that Chase Bank is investing in Bitcoin and looking at Uh, providing Bitcoin for their customers within their portfolio. The bottom line is to do your research. You can either join an investment club um, such as myself, or you can either get involved in just doing your own homework online. You also mentioned annuities and insurance, and we can kind of touch on that towards the end. Go ahead, Dr. Dossman. What what are some of the things you do? Yes, I agree, Dr. Jordan, I I think we can never underestimate the word that you use in terms of, you know, educate yourself. Begin the process of educating yourself. Of course, there's some things at all different stages of life. If we could have done it over again, there are some things that we might have made some changes. I think in, in my own experience, I would have spent more time understanding the importance of like topics like credit good credit and bad credit and charge cards and and all of these type of things. And I think now the information is out there, but just begin a search and and just begin studying the concept. I I also believe, Dr. Jordan, that you know we never really understood the dynamics, the concepts of just the piggy bank, the basic piggy bank. Most people think, well the piggy bank you just put money in, but that there has to be some education to why are you putting money in a piggy bank? Because you're you're starting the the concept of savings, and I think with children, we we need to begin at some starting stage where we begin to teach them about the importance of money and how to save money, how to invest money. When you go to college, students, be careful. There's an interest payment. All of these concepts, you know, we have to begin looking at and 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 talking about. And I think edu- education is a very good step. Now, when it comes to investments, once you get into whatever invest investment stocks or bonds or company that you want to invest with, um, you need to know that there's at least three types of investment. There's what is called an aggressive investor. That means you're young and and you got 30 years in front of you before you retire. And so you you don't mind, you know, riding it uh, really tough because the the more aggressive you are, the more the more you could possibly make. But on the other hand, you could possibly lose. But there's aggressive, then there's a moderate, 
and then there's what's called low. Now, at my stage of life, I'm at what I call now a moderate. I used to be very aggressive, but now since since I'm kind of looking towards retirement, I'm thinking in terms of now all of this that I have been able to invest and to save, now I, I need to prepare financially for my budget for the future and things like that. And I think it's important. But the main thing is to, you know, set up a savings account. Dr. Jordan, what do you think about, you You know, I know you said something about, you know, having three to six months of uh, rent or, or, or budget available. Um, I, I believe that having a savings account or an emergency savings account is important along with these other portfolios because, you know, things happen. We don't plan for it. You just talk, talked about the COVID and how many people have lost their jobs and they're trying to make it and about the importance about, about savings for emergencies. What do you think about that, Dr. Jordan? No, you're, you're absolutely right. In fact, um, we did a podcast back in December and we want to encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast. Uh, Linda Brooks talked about the importance of saving and how you should have an emergency savings account set up. So make sure you go back and listen to some of the podcasts that we have done previously. Uh, We had Dr. Hill who came in and he's an amazing financial planner. um, And he has done research on, you know, how to plan God's way and what God's um, desire for us as believers to make sure that we have the abundance that he has um, has told us that we would have in his word that he has promised us. So we want to make sure that we are uh, going back and listen to some of those podcasts that came from really great, amazing professionals yeah. in the industry. So uh, saving fact, is- uh, Dr. Jordan, um, that a, word of wisdom that we'd like to also share with our listening audience is that uh, even even start if you're young start planning for your retirement don't don't just live for today look in terms of the future because you will time will come on and and if you, you don't begin the process or the habit or even a better word the discipline of investing and saving and planning, being patient, not looking at your friends riding the fancy cars and all of these things. Sometimes if you would just make um, uh, some temporary sacrifices for your long-term goals at the end, you you'll be doing much, much better. You're right. Now, Dr. Jordan, we're going to need to say something I know about insurance because uh, that was also a question and, and concern. And, and so let's just get right into it, uh, saying something about why, why we think, you know, from our, our own personal experience, why we think insurance is important. Well, for me, I definitely have a life insurance policy. And I actually, it was a policy that I actually started when my son was born. And so, you know, it was essential that uh, my husband 
at the time and I decided that, you know, we both would set aside a college fund for him in addition to making sure that we both had a life insurance policy. If something happened to him, he was a police officer, you know, then I would be able to continue to maintain the household with my son. And the same, if something were to happen to me, then he would be able to continue. Um, Life insurance is essential. It helps to not only prepare you in the event that there is a death um, in the family, but it also prepares you in the event that you need to uh, bury um, your loved one or that your loved ones need to bury you. Um, You don't want to leave that debt and that responsibility on your loved ones. Um, I, like I said, I have a policy. I know recently uh, we had a family member who passed and they had no insurance at all. And it was, you know, up to us to now come together and, you know, raise the funds and to make sure that they had, you know, a burial service and, you know, memorial service that we were able to put together. But you don't want to put that responsibility on your family members. Also, having um, a life insurance policy allows for you to create financial legacy for your young, uh, for your young, uh, young loved ones, whether you're leaving it to a son or a child, um, but you're also leaving a part of a legacy, you know, financially for your family members and the beneficiary of that life insurance policy. What are some I things agree that you, you did? Jordan? I, I agree that for me, life insurance and, and, you know, people get life insurance for different reasons and different motives. But I think for me, life insurance for me is an act of love. Um, you, you buy life insurance because it is the best way to protect your loved ones. Uh, uh, you, you know, yes. because I don't care what we say, uh, if we live long enough, you know, grave space has been reserved for all of us. And so we won't live forever. In fact, I doubt very seriously that many of us, I'm pretty sure you won't live to 120. Of course, I would wish you would have a long life, but I really honestly don't think that, you know, un- unless you live on some special island in Japan where the average population is 101, but I really don't think we're going to live forever. And so life insurance is really then an act is not for those who are deceased, it's for those who are alive and remain. And because we love people and because there are people in, the, in our lives that we love, we want to make sure that they're not struggling uh, after, after we're gone. Also, it's about, it's about taking care of your loved ones, that, and I stated. And then life insurance is for the living. It's not for the dead, it's for the living. You, you want to allow your loved ones to maintain uh, the same, if possible, lifestyle. You don't want them at your death to have to live, live out on the street or to struggle and to go and, and beg people, you know, to do car washes and so you can pay for funerals. I think that's sad. That's a tragedy. But I think if we would plan and if we would have insurance, and most of us as as people of color, we we weren't given all, you know, we weren't born, you know, as 
Rockefellers and Kennedys and those money people. And so one thing that we can do is that we could buy insurance. And some insurance, when you start young, Dr. Jordan, is just as cheap as buying a pizza. And But on a monthly basis, if something should happen, it will take care of our loved ones. And then I would say that, you know, it provides cash for them when they will need it the most. And so for me, I think life insurance is wise. I think that we should tell everyone who listens to us that if you love someone, that you ought to make sure that you get a policy so that um, if something happens to you, God forbid, they will be provided for. Yes, yes. Um, now, the the listener also mentioned annuities, and annuities is a okay. type of life insurance policy that allows you to save money within the policy that you can pull money out or draw money out, out of. Um, okay. It allows you to gain interest, a, a percentage of interest. Some of the annuities are fixed annuities where you can uh, be guaranteed to make a set amount of interest on that money each year. Uh, once again, as we stated, make sure you do your homework, make sure you uh, research some of these companies. Not every company that offers annuities are uh, legitimately good companies and good standing. Make sure you check the Better Business Bureau, make sure that those annuities are secured annuities. Um, you know, not all insurance companies that provide annuities are, are going to secure your, uh, your funds. Um, such as the bank secures your funds. Uh, So just make sure that you're making wise choices when you comes to your money, because as Dr. Dotsman said, you know, insurances are not for you. Um, It's for your loved ones. And it is definitely an act of love. Now, Dr. Jordan, even though they didn't ask this in the question, I think would be important to just share it at this time. Also about wills and living trusts. Uh, that's also where where you can plan in advance. Because I, you know, I've I've gone to funerals. Uh, I've I've seen visited families, and the loved ones uh, died, but they left no plan, no 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 way of knowing how this money or these funds are to be div- divided and and shared. These assets, who's gonna who's gonna be the recipients of them? Who's going to Who's going to take care of this or that? And so I think it's important. And it doesn't cost very much. You don't necessarily have to go to an attorney. There, there, there are legal ad- advisors out there who can do living trust for you. And then if you want to change it, as long as you're in, in your right mind, you can make those changes. But even think about those things from the beginning of your life to the end of your life. I think it's important if you would, you would plan for yourself and for the ones that you love. You're right. And that's a good point because when you're setting up a a trust, what you're doing is uh, when you set up your will and you have a trust, you're putting your properties in your trust under an LLC. And maybe we can have um, some guest who comes in, who's an expert who can share with you the importance of setting up an LLC and putting your properties under an LLC as opposed to having it in your name so that when you have your property under a trust, then you're securing that property so that in the event that something happens to you, then the beneficiary of those 
of the trust will be able to come in and be able to better plan. You don't want to allow things to get caught up in probate. So make sure you have your will, make sure you have your trust and make sure that you have, you know, an insurance policy to best plan for the future of your loved ones. Um, Lastly, I would like to say really quick, and I know you didn't ask this listener, um, but the last thing I'd like to say is when you look at investing, make sure that you first pay your bills and your credit cards. You don't want to have debt and you are investing and you're still trying to pay off debt. Make sure you first pay off your debt before you start looking at doing some serious investing in properties. We appreciate you joining us on this episode of Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. For more information and resources, be sure to join us on Facebook to connect directly with your hosts, as well as others just like you who are looking for answers to life's challenging questions. You can find us at facebook.com slash answers to life's questions. Until next time.